Good morning. I'll speak a little briefly this morning from Bhagavad Gita. And we're going to begin in the second chapter, text 40. Krishna says, Neha bhikramanashusti pratyavayam nabidyate svalpum apiyasya dharmasya trayate mahatu bhayat. He said, in this practice, no effort is wasted, nor is one's progress ever diminished. Even the slightest practice of this discipline protects one from the greatest danger. So the context here of this verse is that it is in the middle of the second chapter. The second chapter is entitled Sankhi Yoga. Hmm? Of course, it follows the first chapter in which the setting is, is described, um, the battlefield. Hmm? Arjun resists what the, the task before him, hmm? And he resists on the basis of dharma, considerations of dharma. What will happen to the women if the men are killed, and what will be the future, and so forth, and what can, good can come of this? Yeah, he gives many arguments from the point of view of dharma. Hmm? And, of course, in the second chapter, Krishna begins to reply and he immediately takes it to the platform of Gyan, hmm? from Dharma to Gyan. Dharma means also karma here. Hmm? From karma, and this is in the, in the classical world in which the Gita is spoken, and there are different karmas for different types of people, hmm? different uh, duties, responsibilities, for different psychological Makeups determined by the gunas and corresponding physical makeup and so forth. This is a much misunderstood system in 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 the modern world, of course, and it's nearly not in in place. That's another thing. Therefore, in Kali Yuga, it is mentioned, Harinam, Harinam, Harinam Evo Kevalam, Kalo Nasteva 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 Gatiranita. In Kali Yuga, hmm? and the chanting of Christian Nam, this is most efficacious. That is Yuga Dharma, Nam Kirtan. Hmm? That's for everybody. Hmm? Whatever type of person you may be, anybody can do. Hmm? So, at any rate, we have. Dharma Marg or the Karma Marg, there is a Gyan Marg, Bhakti Marg, Yoga Marg. All these things are mentioned in the Gita. But the uh, the Yoga Marg, the Gyan Marg, the Bhakti Marg, and a certain type of Karma Marg are all aimed at something more than merely material progress. And karma unto itself is all about material progress. Go to heaven, come back, and uh, 
Material progress means Rajagun. Hmm? Rajagun means the idea that I can to try to improve the material situation. Hmm? To rise up the corporate ladder, hmm? to immigrate to a better country. <laughs> this isn't better, but I'm just giving an example. What might be in our mind. And uh, as I say, to go to heaven and so on and so forth. Hmm? So, this is Rajagun. And Arjuna is arguing on this basis, and Krishna wants to take him to to to, to Gyan. So Sankhya, it also means Gyan. Hmm? Sankhya, it's a like to discriminate. Hmm? What is what? Sort things out. And ultimate discrimination is between matter and spirit, between consciousness and matter. Hmm? And this is sattva. Hmm? Sattva. Rajas implies action and sattva contentment. Contentment implies stillness, hmm? contemplative life. Hmm? Gita and the Gita it's repeatedly mentioned that sattva, jnana is sattvic. Hmm? Karma is rajasic. What does that leave us with? Jnana, karma. And bhakti. Bhakti is then nirgun. Hmm? This is a very interesting concept. Hmm? So Krishna wants to take Arjun first from dharma, from karma, karma considerations. And they say, oh, this maybe may not be, but there's something more to be said. Hmm? You're, you're not this body, you're the atma. Hmm? Quickly takes him to to this idea, and a, a discrimination between, as I say, consciousness and matter. This is his immediate focus. Hmm? After he does that, just preceding this verse, then he returns to Arjun's arguments about dharma. He makes a very strong point. He says, "Yes, it's it's true." Some people will be killed by the war. Hmm? That's a fact, he says. Hmm? But people will die anyway. He makes a very strong point, he says. But even if, it's only an even if, hmm? He's just to emphasize a point, even if you kill people, hmm? if you have to kill people for spiritual life, not that you do, hmm? but even if you have to, he said, <laughs> And you make, in other words, the, the moral ground is one thing, and the spiritual ground is another thing. Hmm? The moral ground should prime us for treading the spiritual ground. Hmm? Moral life is not the sum and substance of spiritual life. Moral life is like living in a cage. If you take an animal from the wild and you want to tame the wild, the animal, you put the animal in a cage for some time. Then you give a little food and you train. Like the, Then after some time you let them out. Hmm? So the moral life is meant to take us from the wild hmm? and tame our animality hmm? and make us say, please, no, you first, hmm? excuse me and so forth. Hmm? 
This is the moral life. <laughs> to kind of bring us from animality to humanity. Hmm? Yeah. And from the human platform, then we can pursue directly spirituality. From animality to humanity, from humanity to spirituality. Hmm? Humans have the direct opportunity to pursue the spiritual life, but not everybody with two legs is a human. Hmm? Some people are not polite. <laughs> They're not morally correct and um, dharmic like Arjun. He was very dharmic. Hmm? It is said in, in, in Shastra, Atato Dharma Jignasu. This is the Purva, um, uh, Purva Mimamsa. Purva Mimamsa. And the latter is Uttar, Uttar Mimamsa. Atato Dharma Brahma Jignasu. First comes human life, now atato dharma jignasu. Now we should inquire about dharma. Hmm? If you've done that sufficiently, then the uttarmi mamsa hmm, says atato brahma jignasu. Now we should inquire about brahman. Now you're fully human. Hmm? Now we should inquire about what is spiritual. Now you're tamed. Hmm? Hmm? And now you can run free and you won't be a, a problem. Hmm? Spiritual life is is kind of a, a freedom and moral life is kind of restrained. Hmm? Just like you want to drive, you have to get a license first. <laughs> first you have to learn all the rules and you can't just get in there and jump on the pedal and go. You have to, so something like this. This is the general system. Hmm? What qualifies us for Dharma Jignasu is human life. Hmm? That is what makes human life different from the other species of life. Hmm? And what qualifies one for Brahma Jignasu is having become dharmic. Hmm? That and one other thing. Hmm? And Shankar makes this point also. Hmm? If you have Sadhu Sangha, hmm? even if you're not dharmic, but somehow you get Sadhu Sangha, hmm? and that will be have an effect on you, then you can begin to inquire about spiritual life, about Brahman, hmm? and pursue the course, and in the course of pursuing it, become dharmic also. Hmm? Spiritual life, experiential spiritual life, transcends the moral law, but it's not an excuse for it not being moral. But there may be times when the absolute consideration and the relative consideration, they become at odds with one another. Hmm? Normally they go like this, but sometimes they may be at odds. Then you have to take the absolute consideration and forego the relative consideration. Hmm? So here in Gita, this is an example of this. Hmm? So our, Krishna is saying, no, you have to fight. Hmm? Hmm? There may be good moral reasons why not to, but... Of course, it's really about killing the ego and so on and so forth. So, from dharma, from karma, to to jnana, hmm? in one sense, from rajas to sattva. Hmm? Arjuna is concerned about human issues, hmm? and Krishna says, "You're not. You're more than human. You're atma. Hmm? This is just another dress. 
it's a good one because it facilitates the pursuit of the Atma, but if it's lived without pursuit of the Atma, then it's a loss. Hmm? Then you're just a two-legged animal, he says. So you should know what is the Atma. Hmm? And the Atma never dies, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Does not die when the body dies. And he talks about sat, the sat nature of the Atma. Hmm? But now with this verse, this is the second half of the, of the uh, second chapter. He says, now let me tell you about yoga. Hmm? Yoga, of course, is a big word. It has many applications. Hmm? But what he means by it here is not just theoretical knowing hmm? that I am an Atma, hmm? but how to, like you were asking last night, Chaitanya, how to pursue it, hmm? what to do. So the theoretical knowing is as useful as it it gives us impetus to act in such a way that we actually change our life. Hmm? So that I often say we should use our head to soften our heart. Hmm? Sometimes we let the knowledge go in the head, we don't let it go to the heart, and we, and we regurgitate it, and people think we're very smart, and, and we just cheat ourselves. Hmm? This knowledge of Gita is a different kind of knowledge hmm? than ordinary knowledge. Ordinary knowledge we collect, we put it in our file, we use it to pursue our purpose when it's convenient, we show our credentials, here's my background, hmm? and so on and so forth. But this kind of knowledge is not something that we can put on our human agenda. It has an agenda, and we are on it. That is a very different idea. Hmm? This knowledge has an agenda, and we are on its agenda. Hmm? Goodness. Of course, it's an affectionate one, so no problem. <laughs> but it's a little, first, a little, perhaps a little disconcerting. Hmm? Hmm? So Arjuna wants to bring, or excuse me, Krishna wants to bring Arjuna to experience, experiential spiritual life. Hmm? And so he's going to advocate a method that not one that is rajasic, not one that is sattvic, but nirgun. Therefore in this section he says, Trigunya vishaya veda nistrigunya babarjuna nirdvandamanatya satvastodhya yoga chematmalan. Trigunya vishaya veda. He says mostly the Veda is dealing with the triguna, trigunas. Sattva rajasthama sattva. He says nirdvandamanatya satvasto. You have to rise above this now. Niryoga chematmalan. Niryoga chematmalan. Later in a in the Gita, he says, Ananyas chintayandamam yejana pariyupasate tesham nityabhinukyanam yoga chemam bahamiyaham. Same thing. Yoga chemam bahamiyaham. How we rise above the gunas. Elsewhere in Gita, he says, What? Mama maya duratyaya. If you want to tarante, if you want to cross over Maya, it is Duratya, insurmountable. Mama Maya, he's pointing like this when he says to Mama Maya Duratya. You cannot get out of that. Hmm? 
But mom evaye prapadyante. You don't understand? Prapadyante. If you surrender to me, I'm behind Maya. Then you can get out very easily. Hmm? You see, in material life, there are two tracks on which this life runs. Bogantyag. Bogantyag. Hmm? You follow me? Hmm? We try to enjoy something, bog, and then we give it up. Then we go back to it. We give it up. It's like when we were very young kids in school and we used to chew on the gum. And then after a while you get tired of it, you take it out and stick it underneath. The... <laughs> after a while you try it again. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, now they have now they have cell phones instead to keep themselves occupied in school and texting and so forth. But things were simpler in other previous times. But the point is, Prahlad said, "Puna punas charbita charvananam." In material life, chewing the same thing over and over again. Puna punas charbita charvananam. So we pursue it, and then we give it up. Bogantyag, bogantyag. You see, these things correspond with. Karma and Gyan. Hmm? Bog means to enjoy, to take, hmm? to acquire. Hmm? Tyag means to give up. And Gyan means the knowledge that temporary things cannot satisfy me, so I stop taking. And there's Bairagya. What come with Gyan comes with Bairagya. Hmm? You understand? Knowledge corresponds corresponds with detachment. If I have knowledge, then I don't pursue things that are ephemeral. Hmm? Just like when you wake up, you had a dream, but oh, you just stop thinking about it because it was just a dream. Why, is, why don't you think about it? Because it just didn't last very long. So nothing lasts very long in the bigger picture, hmm? even in the waking state. And things we that are here today are gone tomorrow, as they say. Hmm? So one who has knowledge, in the true sense, the full sense of the term, has detachment. Hmm? But knowledge is sattvic. Hmm? And that's tyag. Hmm? Tyag means bhairagya. Hmm? Again, it corresponds with jnana, with knowledge. And bhog, hmm? with karma, hmm? and exploitation, and taking. So these are the two tracks on which our life runs. Hmm? Now there are systems to hone the boga, the taking. We call it the karma marg. You can take in a certain way that you will not get negative repercussions. You can get the good karma, hmm? hold stockpile. You can go to swarga. How long is a life? For oh, so long, you cannot put it on the computer. Oh, it's good as as good as forever. Not quite. Hmm? Krishna says, Abrahma-bhubhanaloka punaravartinavarjana. Hmm? Even from the Brahmalok, Satyalok, again coming down. But punar, but punar janmanabhidyate. Hmm? Abrahma-bhubhanaloka punaravartinavarjana. Mamupetya tukonteya punar janmanabhidyate. Punar janmana. Punar, again, janma na mamupetya. That is the difference, right? You can go all the way to Brahmalok, hmm? 
can live a fabulously long time with no negative karmic implications. It is said the most pious person becomes a Brahma, gets his own universe. But again, you can come down. But Krishna says the difference between my abode, my dham, is going there, one never comes back. He said there, there is no need for sun. There is no need for moon. No need for fire or electricity. It's, I mean, it's self-luminous. And going there, one never returns. Hmm? Means it's of an eternal nature, as we are, hmm? as an atma. So it's a suitable place for us. The material world, however we decorate it, however long we extend it, it's a little uncomfortable. Hmm? We're like a fish out of the water here. Hmm? Cannot thrive in that situation. Hmm? So here in Gita, Krishna wants to take Arjuna to a, to a transcendental position. So he needs a spiritual or transcendental method. Hmm? He's talked him through the Dharma. Yes, there are good arguments you make, but hmm? there's another thing to consider. You're not human. Hmm? You're in a human dress. You're an Atma. Now, think from that perspective. Change your angle of vision. Hmm? So he gives them a theory. Now what do you do with that? Hmm? So he says, now let us talk about that, the practice that you will do. Hmm? He says, here's the verse. See how different it is from karma. He says, this kind of dharma, yoga dharma, hmm? svalpam alpa means little. Svalpa, very little. Hmm? So there's a little effort here hmm? is the greatest gain. Hmm? In karma marg, you have to make big effort. The effort is very big. Hmm? Krishna's taken from Arjuna from one end of the religious spectrum to the other. He's actually speaking about bhakti here. When he begins to speak about yoga, he begins to speak about bhakti. When he stops speaking about yoga, at the end of the sixth chapter, he's speaking about bhakti. In between, he speaks about nishkam karma. Hmm? Nishkam karma, but a special kind of nishkam karma. Nishkam karma in which you do your duty without detachment and the fruits you give to Bhagwan. Hmm? So there's a little bhakti in there. Hmm? The difference between nishkam karma and bhakti is this. In nishkam karma, we, we, we do what we want to do and we give the results to Krishna. In bhakti, we do what Krishna wants. The difference. In nishkam karma, we give the fruits of our work to Krishna. In bhakti, we give ourselves to Krishna. Hmm? And then we do only things to please Krishna. Hmm? Nishkam karma, we, 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 we gradually wean ourselves from our material identity. Hmm? 
by giving up the sense of mine that, as I said the other day, that I is derived from. We give up the sense of I because we have this. I am such and such, and I do this. Hmm? But the fruits of what I get, why don't I give that to Bhagwan? Hmm? So I'm factoring in some sacrifice. Hmm? And what's happening is that my identity as one thing or another is dissolving as I become detached from the my that that I is connected to. Hmm? It's very practical. We give up the my, the I will dissolve. Hmm? Hmm? But in bhakti, we just give the I to Krishna hmm? entirely. So we do hearing about Krishna, chanting about Krishna. We do all of this shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam, padasevanam, archanam, bandhanam, dasyam, sakyam, matmani, vedanam. Hmm? This is Prahlad's advice. You know, Prahlad, he was asked by his father, Narasimha or Haryanya Kasipu, what is the best thing you learned in school? He said, oh, that is a very good question. I learned this. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Parasevanam, Archanam, Nasam, Sakyam, Atmanivedam, Itipum, Sarpito, Vishnu, Bhaktis, Chennabalakshana, Kriti, Bhagavati, Adha, Tanmane, Titam, Uttamam. Haryanya Kasipu, where did you learn that? <laughs> <laughs> You learn about my my enemy Vishnu. Hmm? Yes, that is the that is the secret work of Narada, hmm? isn't it? Hmm? When he was in the womb, Perlad, Narada spoke to his mother with the intention of blessing the child. Child came out as Perlad. He's a daitya, but he's a he's a bhakta. Hmm? You understand? This is the power of the sadhu in the power of bhakti, even in the womb, in embryonic form, he's benefiting from bhakti. What kind of yoga is this, you see? We said spiritual life is directly pursued in human life, but it can be indirectly pursued in other forms of life. And that, in the context of bhakti, if we do bhakti, let's say we do kirtan, nam kirtan, that's a form of bhakti, right? Krishna nam. And this is an important point, too. In Gita, Krishna says, Satatam kirtayanto mam. He says, These are the characteristics of my, my devotees. Satatam kirtayanto mam. Yatantas chadridabrata. Namashantas chamam nityan. He doesn't, you know, that's it. She never says this. Durga, she doesn't say this. Just chant my name. Hmm? They don't ask that. They don't say that. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. Krishna says, Satatam Kirtan, always chanting my name. These are, the, these are my devotees. Hmm? Hmm? You read the Ragamas, Tantras, hmm? all Shastras. Hmm? So many gods and goddesses, they're not asking for Kirtan. They're not saying, do Kirtan of my name and, and, and everything will come. Hmm? Krishna is saying this. Why? Because you take Yogamarg of Patanjali, Yoga Sutra. Hmm? What are the Angas of Yoga? Anga, you know Anga? means the limb, the limb. The Angi is the body of Yoga and it has different limbs. Yama Niyama. You go through the Yama Niyama. Kirtan is not listed there. Hmm? You go to Gyanmarg. 
What are the angas of Gyanmarg? Hmm? Hmm? Longing for moksha, hmm? vivek, bairagya. Hmm? Kirtan not mentioned there. Hmm? You go to bhakti. What are the angas of bhakti? I mentioned them. Shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam. Smaranam means dhyan. Shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam. Archanam. Archanam, you know, like for the murti. Hmm? Arati. Archanam, vandanam, prayer. Dasyam, sakyam. Thinking Krishna is my friend. Atmani vedanam. These are angas of bhakti. Hmm? But kirtan is so nice that even people in yoga marga, they take it. Hmm? Even some in Gyanmarga, they try to take it and to incorporate it also. Hmm? But technically speaking, according to Shastra, this is for bhakti, for Vishnu bhakti. Hmm? And kirtan for Krishna is most practical. Hmm? Yeah, because there are so many things about him to sing. sing you can do kirtan, guna kirtan, about the qualities of Krishna. Lila kirtan, about the, 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 the lilas of Krishna. Um, Nam Kirtan, hmm? different names of Krishna, Govinda, Gopal, Radhanath, hmm? Yashodanandanam. Hmm? And he says in Gita, I like this very much. Hmm? He says, Naham Baikunta Tishtami. Hmm? I, I, I am not in Baikunta. Yoginam Hridayeshu Neither I am in the hearts of the yogis. Hmm? But Yatra Gayantri Bhakta. Wherever my devotees are chanting my name, I'm present there. Hmm? So nowadays there are all types of kirtan, but kirtan especially is traditionally an anga of bhakti. Hmm? This kirtan, as part of bhakti yoga, humans can take part. But when we do kirtan, do non-humans also take part? Hmm? Even the animals can hear the kirtan. You think there will be no benefit? Prahlad was an embryo, hmm? fetus. He was benefited by the kirtan of Narada. Narada was doing kirtan of Bhagavatam hmm? to Prahlad's mother. But his, the, the intention of Narada was to bless the child and see how he came out. Hmm? Hmm? This is also a way of saying that this bhakti is nirgun. It means if you want to go to the nirgun. Now, what does nirgun mean? You know what guna means? The three gunas, rajas, tamas, and they mean rope also. They are binding. Nirguna means beyond the rope, beyond the qualities, beyond the material qualities. But that does not mean they are not spiritual qualities. There is Nirvishesh and Savishesh Brahman. Hmm? This is an interesting point. Brahman is Nirvishesh, without quality, undifferentiated consciousness. Hmm? Hmm. But Krishna is Vishesh. Brahman is indeterminate. Krishna is determinate form of Brahman. In other words, there's nothing you can say about Brahman. It has no qualities. It has no form. Hmm? 
No differentiation. What, what can you say about it? You can say, it's not this, it's not that, neti, neti. Hmm? But about Krishna, you can say so many things. Oh, he has the color of sham. Hmm? In the Indian aesthetics, every color corresponds with an emotion. The sham color is the color of romantic love. This is his complexion. Hmm? He plays the flute. Hmm? He loves Radha. So many things we can say about Krishna. Hmm? What can we say about Brahman? Shankar says, nothing to say. Nothing to do. Sit. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. But about Krishna, there's so many things to say. That means this is a form of Brahman with Vishesh. Now that Brahman form, Nirvishesh cannot possess anything. It is Nirvishesh. It cannot possess anything. But it could be possessed. You see? So when Krishna says, I am Param Brahma, he says, I am the possessor and Brahman is possessed by me. Brahma no hi, pratishtaham. In the 14th chapter at the end, it says, Brahma no hi, pratishtaham. Brahman is possessed by me. Who has vishesh, hmm, can be a possessor. Who is near vishesh, can only be possessed. So, the Brahman, it is like the aura, the halo of Krishna. Hmm? If you take Brahman and concentrate it, hmm? that is Satchitananda Ghana. Satchitananda Ghana. Concentrated Satchitananda. Hmm? Satchitananda Bigraha. A Bigraha, a form of Satchitananda. It's hard to, to think about, but, but think about it like this. What gives matter form and shape? What gives matter shape? It is consciousness. When we invest our consciousness in matter, it takes a shape. Like this is a tent, <laughs> we think. Hmm? We have invested our consciousness in whatever this is made out of, in some money, we rented it, <laughs> and here it is as a shape. So we have given the form to that. Now if consciousness is invested in itself, hmm, will it take shape? Why not? What kind of shape? We tend to think of form as limiting. Form is a limitation. So we tend to think spiritual life would be formless, no limits. Hmm? Yes. But form is also also facilitates. Like now, I, if I like to drink some water, hmm? what will I do? I need a cup. Cup is a form. Right? That form is facilitating, not limiting. Samaste? Hmm? So form need, need not be a limitation. Hmm? Material form is a limitation. One of my students, he went home to visit his father. Father said, there's all kind of food in the refrigerator, eat whatever you want. So he went to the refrigerator, he found some bread, some lettuce, avocado, cheese, hmm, paneer. Hmm. He made himself a big sandwich, tomato. Hmm. Father came in, he looked at it, he said, aren't you going to eat anything? Aren't you going to put anything on it? 
because his father was a meat eater, and just like in South India, it used to be in South India, well, if you don't eat rice, you haven't eaten. In North India, if you don't get your potty, you haven't had a tali. Hmm? Right? <laughs> so, so when North India goes south, there's no chapatis, there's nothing to eat down here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, unfortunately, as it is in America, many people think, if there's no meat, you haven't eaten. Hmm? So his father thinks, you didn't, aren't you going to eat it, put anything on it? So he, but his son said, I looked in the refrigerator, but I didn't see any... What you think is food, I think is not food. Hmm? You understand? Hmm? So, <laughs> so uh, when we say nirgun, we mean it has no material qualities. Hmm? That doesn't mean it won't have spiritual qualities. Hmm? Spiritual qualities. That's a very peculiar thing. Hmm? But those those qualities they facilitate. What do they facilitate? For example, well, loving. You take Gita, Arjun. Krishna showed himself Virata Rupa. What did Arjun do? Arjun became scared. Hmm? He couldn't love it. Hmm? You're everywhere. How can I hold your hand? You're my friend. Hmm? I cannot sit next to you and say, Hey, Krishna. Hey, hey, friend. Hey Krishna, hey, hey Jadava, hey Saketi. I can ask, where are you? You're everywhere. Don't do that. He said, show me your form, two-arm form. Then I can love you. Hmm? How, how valuable is love? Hmm? What is the use of knowing? Hmm? If you don't know how to love. Hmm? If you if you know you may what's right you may not take but that does not mean you will love, you will love and give hmm? so the form the rupa hmm, of Krishna this is a very special form not a material form hmm? Hmm? even Shankar has said sometimes liberated souls they want to have a form that they can love Krishna rather than be formless there's a formless reality. And then there's a reality and transcendence of form. And that's what I was speaking about when I spoke about the example of positive numbers in relation to zero. Negative numbers is the karma. Zero, that is a gyan. Hmm? No movement. Positive numbers mean lila. Hmm? Lila means ananda, full face of ananda and love. Hmm? So this, if we want to go from material life to spiritual life, we need a spiritual method. We cannot have a rajas, rajasic method. We cannot have a sattvic method. Sattvic method will, will give us some clear thinking. Hmm? But the actual method for going to transcendence must be one that is nirguna, beyond the gunas. The method must be beyond the gunas. Hmm? We cannot have a material method from within the gunas to arrive at a nirguna condition. Therefore, bhakti comes from up to down. Hmm? Bhakti, as I said the other day, this is the Shakti that's moving the Leela. Brahman is bowing to Bhakti. That is Krishna. Hmm? What is causing Krishna to move? Is it Sattva Guna? Rajaguna? 
Tamaguna will not have any effect on him. It must be nirguna. Bhakti must be nirguna. So this is the one end of the religious spectrum, bhakti. The other end, the high end, the low end is karma. A comparison is being made here. In karma marg, you have to do a whole lot. You, in, in, you know, in the classical sense, you make a big sacrifice. You've got to make a, all kinds of arrangements, and uh, do everything perfectly, and say the right mantras at the right times, and so forth, and make magic, and you get a good son, hmm? a good daughter, a good wife, a good husband, whatever you want. Hmm? This is the magic of the karma marg. Hmm? Hmm? You have to do everything right. There are many examples in Shastra. You did one thing wrong, you get the opposite effect. You know Vritrasura in Bhagavata? Vritrasura. Vritrasura was the enemy of Indra, isn't it? Hmm. But Indra performed the yagya for another reason. What was his reason? Twasta. Twasta. Twasta was the enemy of uh-huh. who would be the enemy of Indra. Right. But he mispronounced. He, he gave the wrong inflection during the sacrifice. On the mantra. Yes. And what did he get instead? Instead of, he, instead of getting a son who could, who was the enemy of Indra, he got a son who was Indra's enemy. <laughs> he got the opposite effect. It just, everything was perfect except one thing. The, 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 the accent was wrong. Hmm? He got opposite effect. This is just to make a point. Hmm? The karma marg is very technical, very difficult, so many things you have to do, and you have to do it perfectly right to get the right result. If you don't do it perfectly right, you won't get the result. Hmm? You see, in karma there's no love. They're all rules. Hmm? But in bhakti, in the full measure of bhakti, there are no rules. There's only love. Where there are rules... There is no love. Where there is love, there is no need for rules. So in bhakti, let me give you an example. I gave an example the other day. Vidura's wife. You think it is right to give Krishna banana peels? <laughs> you should give him the banana at least. But Vidura's wife was giving the peel of the banana. But Krishna was eating that. Babagrahi janardana. It means Krishna accepts the feeling. So, like you were saying, I don't know if I do it right. I mean, I, but I was saying, you have the right feeling. Gradually, you want to do it right also. Hmm? Technically right. But if you chant the mantra wrong for Krishna, he says, I think you meant this. No? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Hmm? So, the <laughs> therefore, Krishna says here, any little thing you do in this path, hmm, you will be able to have eternal benefit. And karma mark, any little thing you do wrong, you will get even no, no karmic benefit. You will not get the result. Hmm? These are two opposites. So bhakti is very high and bhakti is very generous. And you have a question. Yes, this is bothering me a lot. Go ahead. Forgive me if I have not understood it correctly. Yes. But to me, yoga is the effort to reach divinity. Okay. That's the aspect of the meaning and taking. Yeah. So, whether you take karma, whether you take jnana, 
whether you take uh, bhakti. bhakti, without the bhakti, karma doesn't become karma yoga. That's right. It is just karma. That's right. That's right. Without bhakti, you can't reach. That's right. No way. So the point is then, if you cannot be successful in karma without bhakti, if you cannot be successful in jnana without bhakti, then why not do only bhakti? Because, and that is what I wanted to do, the question I had was, because if bhakti is love, but the love, it becomes attachment and messes you up and you think you are loving, but actually you are not oh, loving, you are just fulfilling your own big fat ego. That's why we give so much knowledge also of right. what is bhakti. Hmm? So, so, so even bhakti, andashadda bhakti doesn't take you anywhere. What, what? Uh, andashadda, yeah, blind, yeah, yeah. Blind faith. Yeah, we don't want blind faith. So it doesn't take you. So bhakti with knowledge only can take you. So mm. jnan, karma, bhakti, these are just like I am made of sattva, rajas, tamas. Gnana, karma, bhakti are the three things I have. Now I have to, depending on the psychology you have, you choose. It's not that I can have only gnana or I can have only karma because without bhakti, nothing. That's right. So like if you have, if you go to the Himalayas, for example, then you have some, you have the Ganga. Gangotri. Hmm? Starts at Gangotri, goes to Bay of Bengal. Hmm? So there are other other glaciers also. But they don't have the power to reach the Bay of Bengal. But if they join the Ganga, then they can... This is Jnana and Karma. If Jnana and Karma join with Bhakti, because you see, in Bhakti herself, there is Jnana, in other words, there is detachment. And in bhakti, there is also enjoyment. There is bhog and tyag. Hmm? If you take tyag and bhog, these are dead ends. But if you take bhakti, just like, I'll give you an example. So, let's say you come to the, to the temple. Hmm? And the pujari says, you please take prasad. That's bhakti. And you say, no, no. I'm fasting. No, that is, that is not good. <laughs> Taking prasad is more than fasting. Hmm? You follow? Hmm? So, but it's also enjoyable. Hmm? So sometimes, for bhakti, there are enjoyable things to do. So there's some bhog. And sometimes for bhakti, there's some tag. Things should be given up. So bhog and tag are all automatically in bhakti. But bhakti is not in jnana and karma unto themselves. Hmm? Hmm? So, within bhakti, there is knowledge. Hmm? And in that, indeed, if you are too disposed towards enjoyment, you can't take a bhakti. If you are too disposed towards tyag, you cannot take a bhakti. Hmm? It's the middle path. Hmm? The middle path. But I said earlier, the two paths on which material life runs are tyag and bhog, not bhakti. In tyag, in, in bhog, in karma, the center is the world. I want to take it. I want it for myself. I want to acquire a, a kingdom, some land. I want to take it. The center is the world. In, in tyag, what is the center? The world. I want to get away from it. I want to get away from it. Hmm? In bhakti, what is the center? Not the world, but Bhagwan. There is bhog, there is tyag, and there's dedication. Taking, exploitation, renunciation, 
dedication. Inside dedication, there is definitely jnan. Hmm? And it's also quite nice. It's bogue. <laughs> of, a different ca- of a different quality. Hmm? Hmm? So the Krishna said, yes, there are different paths, but all paths, karma marg, for karma marg to be successful, there even needs to be some bhakti. Hmm? Yes, because otherwise it's not yoga. That's right. Well, yeah, even if it's not yoga, Nishkam Karma Yoga, that will bring us in the direction of knowledge. Knowledge will bring us in the direction of mukti. Bhakti will bring us to Prem. You think of it like this. Mukti, Bhakti can give mukti, but mukti cannot give bhakti. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, that's another thing. You have to have a little effort little devotion and everything. Even in even if you don't if you want to go to heaven and you don't want yoga, you just want material things. Like you know Varnashram. In Varnashram there are so many things you have to do. One of the things worship Vishnu. That's what makes the whole thing work. There's a little bhakti, so the whole thing works. Hmm? In Gyan, a little bhakti, it will become efficacious. Hmm? So but inside bhakti there is some gyan there is some tag, if you will, and there's bog. Like I say, in bhakti, I find out this thing is not pleasing to Krishna. Oh, then I give it up. That's my tag. I'm not doing directly tag. Hmm? I'm doing bhakti. You see, tag is something negative. I want to give up something. Hmm? Love is something positive. But in the context of love, some things will be given up as a byproduct. Hmm? Hmm. You understand? It was like some people, they go tyagis, jnanis. I'm not criticizing. I mean, it's their path. Everybody will take the path that they, that they want to take. You know, that's, that's their course. But I tell you why I take bhakti. Hmm? Hmm? Of course, because I've been blessed by my guru. But, but, uh, but uh, to have such understanding. But so some jnani, some tyagi, you know, in, in his sitting in Himalayas, in mag, mas, cold time, in the Ganges, up to here, in the night. Hmm? Because he knows, theoretically, I am Atma, I am not the body, I will prove it to myself. And in summertime, at noon, I will start a fire all around me and sit in the middle. Hmm? Expose myself to extremes hmm, of duality, of happiness, sadness, heat, cold, hmm? and try to realize the truth of this, that these dualities are only arising in the mind, I am the Atma. This is a very extreme path. Hmm? Very extreme path. Now, in bhakti, we don't do that. Hmm? Hmm? But we do something else. Hmm? If for pleasing Krishna I have to give something up, then I give it. I have a reason for giving it up hmm? that is positive. Hmm? If for pleasing Krishna I have to accept something that's enjoyable, then I'll accept it. Hmm? I'm comfortable here, sitting about one foot above you. <laughs> but that is a service. I'm only doing for service. I'm just like you. I'm a servant. This happened to be my service today. This is your service on this side. Hmm? But it's comfortable up here. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> so for Krishna's service, yeah, I have to accept that. Hmm? So... Now, 
That said, hmm, what is the antithesis of spiritual life? If material life is taking and exploiting karma, acquisition, I don't know myself, so I think by acquiring things, I will be more. Hmm? This is material life. So it's an enjoying spirit. Hmm? We have a world that we live in, in our mind, and we think some things are good, things are bad, and we make these determinations, and we acquire what we think is good, we avoid what we think is bad. So we are enjoyers, hmm? exploiters. Hmm? You can't get around that. Hmm? So, the opposite of that is renunciation, to stop taking, to stop taking. Hmm? That's difficult. If we are accustomed for lifetimes for taking, for exploiting, and we still have this body and it still has need and so it's always taking, now to become a tyagi and go in a, <laughs> give up your family, submerge in the Ganges up to the neck and month, cold month and so forth, it's difficult to do. Hmm? All right? It's difficult to do. But bhakti, what is that? How difficult is it? It's one thing to give, to stop enjoying hmm? and trying to own everything and instead try to know everything. Hmm? And it's another thing to serve. That is very difficult. You see, that is the antithesis. The antithesis of the enjoying ego is a serving ego. The antithesis of an enjoying ego is not to stop enjoying. That's in between. Hmm? Tag. Do you follow? Hmm? That's in between the two. Hmm? Do you understand me? If I'm an enjoyer, okay, I will stop. Hmm? That's one thing. But now, to become a servant... That's another thing. So how powerful is that, you see? Hmm? Just like, I'll give an example. Let's say you dig a hole and you take all your karma and desires and put them in the hole. Hmm? Bury it up. Okay, I'm going to take all my desires, put them in the hole and bury them to get rid of them. Hmm? That's one thing. But after time... Maybe something going to grow up, hmm? like bamboo, you know? <laughs> something might come up, <laughs> right? Problem. Now, that is that is that is tyag, hmm? In bhakti, what do we do? Okay, we take all the desire, we put them in a hole, and we build a temple on top of it. Hmm? Install the deity there, and never come up. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and we have other positive activity to do. Do you follow? We don't just stop, sit. So our, we could be arrested again by desire. Hmm? So no, we have desire for Krishna. Hmm? Something positive. Hmm? This is very powerful. You want yoga. Yoga is good. Hmm? Yoga means union. Hmm? Yoga means union. You need effort, but you need another thing. That is grace. You should make effort to get grace. That is the effort. In bhakti, there's effort to get grace. That is very intelligent. You want jnana? That is very intelligent. Hmm? In yoga, there's effort, big effort. Hmm? Yes, there's some eff some devotion, but to what? Devotion to make effort on the strength 
of control of my mind and my senses. I will shut off everything. This is a very strong effort. It's not an effort to get grace hmm, unto itself. And jnana, to study very carefully Shastra and think, Tattvamasi, Ahambramasmi, Neti Neti. Very effort-based. Hmm? Bhakti has effort, but its effort is different. It's effort to get grace. That's very intelligent. Hmm? Because I'm very small. And, and Bhagwan is very big. And he's very kind, very affectionate. If I make effort to get grace, if I get a little bit of grace, hmm? and that's what Krishna is saying here, a little bit of effort will get you some grace and you'll go a long way, even with a little bit of effort. Hmm? So make effort to get grace. That is most most intelligent. Hmm? Bhakti has most gyan. <laughs> very wise. Hmm? But it's very peculiar. Hmm? Because in bhakti, hmm, you don't have to look like you can be a family person, even. Hmm? In Tiag, you have to grow your hair long and fingernails and beard and whatever, you know, and <laughs> be a strange lump, shave your head. I mean, I'm a monk, but different. But uh, but as, this is just for for show. Hmm? I am just a simple devotee, hmm? servant, that's all. Krishna asked me to dress like this. Okay, I dress like this. <laughs> for your service, all right, we, we dress like this. So bhakti is very wise, hmm? Hmm? and it and it has action, also. Hmm? Karma is action, and jnana is wisdom. Wisdom causes us to cease from acting hmm? in ways that are problematic, and so we sit. But bhakti has action, so it's very positive. It's user friendly. It's like you want to control your senses, right, and mind. So do it. Control them. <laughs> stop thinking. Now you stop thinking. Hmm? You know? Twelfth chapter of Gita. Very difficult. How do you think about Brahman? I don't know. What do you say about it? How can I think about it? It's beyond thought. Hmm? So I tell you, you now, this is the teaching. You have to stop thinking. It's not that you know because you think. Thinking is getting in the way of your knowing. It's not because you have eyes you can see. Eyes get in the way of seeing. Not because you have ears you can hear. Ears are getting in the way of hearing. You are the hearer. You are the seer. You are the knower. Hmm? So you have to go aparoksha, inside. Not through the senses, paroksha, pratyaksha, but aparoksha. Hmm? So how do you do that? How do you stop thinking? Those are teaching. Very nice. Now you go home. Stop thinking. Stop. Stop. You, if you bring your senses in touch with the sense objects, that's a problem. There are so many things to see, so many forms to see, so many sounds to hear, so many tastes. You don't have to try, especially in today's society. Yeah. Everywhere you go, you're being bombarded by the senses, by sense objects. So how will you control your senses? Oh, you, well, you have to go live in, the, in a cave where there's no stimulation, hmm? something like that. Very difficult. What is the system in bhakti? Oh, it's different. Hmm? You use your tongue to take prasad. Hmm? What is prasad? That is mercy. Hmm? You know Uddhav? Uddhav in Gita, in, in Bhagavatam? Uddhav is the counselor of Krishna. Hmm? You know what he said? He said, we are bhaktas. 
in Bhagavatam. He said, I'm not a jnani. Hmm? Jnanis are very proud of their enunciation. They become a little, like, sometimes angry also, make a curse. Hmm? Right? Anger is a frustration coming from, from restraining. <laughs> like Shiva, he burned Cupid. Hmm? You know, Cupid tried to tempt him. He burned him. <laughs> what happened to Cupid? He became Ananga, invisible. He didn't get any better. Now he's invisible. <laughs> he's still out there, but he's invisible. <laughs> he comes after you. <laughs> so that is not the way to overcome him. Krishna is, 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 is a Madan Mohan. Madan is Cupid. Krishna is Madan Mohan. Krishna bewilders Cupid. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so in bhakti, what do you do? You take your senses, your tongue, then you taste only Krishna Prasad. Uddhava said, my renunciation is this. I wear the clothes of Krishna that he doesn't want to wear anymore. He's a prince in Dwaraka. He has so many... He said, I don't think I want to wear that anymore. Uddhava said, I'll wear that. Hmm? This will be my clothes. I will only wear the hand-me-downs of Krishna. I will only eat the food that Krishna leaves over. Hmm? This is bhakti. Hmm? So, but you, you, he's wearing nice clothes. <laughs> he, he's tasting that Krishna eats very nicely. He's tasting very nicely. Hmm? We don't have to fast. We can feast. Hmm? And in a serving ego. Hmm? Of course, if Gurudev says, come now, then, then we fast. If it's time to eat, he says, come, then we come. Hmm? But then he would say, did you take prasad? No, you called me. To, then go take prasad. Hmm? <laughs> you are one of my limbs. You have to eat. How I can, how I can use you. Take prasad. Hmm? With eyes we see the beautiful art depicting the leelas of, of Narayan, Krishna, Vishnu. Hmm? With the ears we hear the kirtan. Hmm? With the touch. We do sadhusanga with bhaktas. Hmm? Huh? And so, so, so the point is that all the senses are being... This is very practical. Hmm? You can stop thinking or you can think of Krishna. And you can think of his form, qualities, leelas. So many different ways. Mind likes to move, right? So you can move in this way. Hmm? Of course, it's an art and it's yoga. And, you, and the mind will become controlled. The senses will become controlled, and the Atma will come out. But it's a very friendly way to do that. Hmm? Very positive way, and very powerful way. Hmm? Because the effort is different, you see. If I make effort to control my senses, then I'm relying on my own strength to do so, and I'm very weak. That's why I'm here. And that why, when we admit that we're weak, that's the beginning of our strength. Hmm? You understand? When I understand how weak I am, then I'm starting to get strong. And then I have a call out, what did Draupadi do? Hmm? You know? Hey, Govinda. She, Dushashan was pulling on the tsari, and she's holding with one hand, another hand holding, calling to Krishna. Hmm? But the tsari's coming unraveled. So she realized, what can I do? Both hands to Krishna. And then the tsari became unlimited. Hmm? What is the position of Mother Yasoda? She's just a village lady. Hmm? She tried to tie up Krishna. <laughs> How can you tie up Krishna? So she tried to tie up Krishna, 
But every time she tried to tie it, it was two inches too short. Hmm? She got more and more rope. And those cowherd people, they, when they have nothing to do, they make rope. You know, it's useful for their, their, their dharma. So they gave all the rope and all of the brudge. And it was always two inches too short. Could not tie him. Hmm? She's making effort. But when she, he went, why she wanted to tie him up? Don't think she wanted to tie him up to chastise him. No. Hmm? She chastised him. She thought, he's my son, I should chastise him. But then he started to run away. So she wanted to catch him in time so he wouldn't run away. Hmm? If she if he runs away, my life will be finished. Hmm? Out of love she wanted to tie him. I love you. I'm attached to you. I'm going to tie you here. Hmm? <laughs> so she's making effort. Now, it's always two inches too short. Is Krishna getting fatter and fatter? No. He's not getting fatter and fatter. He's staying the same. Hmm? This is bed a bed, actually. Dwet a dwet. Hmm? He's everywhere and he's here. At the same time, he's imminent and transcendent at the same time. It's inconceivable. Achintya. Hmm? He's staying the same size and she cannot catch him. Then he says, you made effort. I can see you're perspiring. So much you love me. So much you, you, you are trying. Hmm? Capture me. And then suddenly, with just the ribbon in her hair that she began with, to try to tap, she could tie him up. Hmm? And he pleased to be tied up. What is bhakti? <laughs> it's not just a sentiment. Hmm? It's full of knowledge and it's very powerful. Very powerful because it relies, it takes help from above. Hmm? So yoga and gyan, they are good. But they are very much effort-based. And, and bhakti is very much otherworldly. Hmm? 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 It's nirgun. Hmm? And the rupa of Krishna is also nirgun. Lila is nirgun. So our ideal is enter into the lila of Krishna. Hmm? You can be, you, you say, like I said the other day, I am not this, I am not that, but I am. But I could be also, I am not this, I am not American, I am not Indian, I am not this, I am not that. That is a hunkar. Hmm? I am, that is not a hunkar, but I am a gopa, I am a gopi, that is another thing. Hmm? That is positive numbers. Who are the gopis? What are they? What does it mean to be a gopa? It's a story, or this is philosophy. Hmm? It means that the Atma can have relationship with Bhagwan hmm? through Bhakti. Bhakti is the medium, the Shakti. Hmm? So there's again a union, hmm? but a dynamic union, just like in music. Right? Hmm? This example may be given. Hmm? Let's say several people are making music and they're all practicing. One practicing the violin, one practicing the piano, one practicing the guitar, and they're all playing something different. It's just noise. Hmm? You're on the same place. It's just noise. Hmm? So you say, look, let's just all play one note, okay? Just, um, oh, that sounds good. Very peaceful. Unity. Very good. Hmm? Um, um. That's one idea. The bhakti idea a little different. What is the bhakti idea? Everybody play different note, different instrument, concert. Hmm? Many sounds, many instruments, hmm? all in harmony. 
Hmm? To get unity, we could make one sound, everybody be one. Hmm? But we want unity, that's for sure. But you know what else we want? And equally, we want diversity. We want both. If you only get... If you, now we have diversity. And it's all in the mind. I think it's hot, you think it's cold. We've got a problem. You want to turn on the heat, I want to open the window. <laughs> so it's a problem. <laughs> so we want unity. So if I do away with you, and there's only one, yeah. no problem then. But then where's the diversity? It said in English that variety is the spice of life. Do you want to eat kitri or do you want to eat something, you know, <laughs> with some cumin, uh, turmeric, uh, chili, hmm? garam masala, <laughs> or you just want to eat kitri. <laughs> so, the bhakti means that then it's not a kitri. Like this. No, it's very, it's a royal meal, something like that. But the variety in bhakti does not compromise the unity. That's the point, because it is performed on, 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 the, on the ground of Brahman, hmm? not in the mind only, hmm? where there are false differences created. Hmm? So, so unity and diversity at the same time. These, how they, I'll give you an example, and I'll close with this, because we've been speaking for some time. How I understand Godhead, like a fire, okay? You think, you think of a fire, Fire is one. There's one fire, okay? But there are aspects of the fire. For example, with fire comes smoke. Smoke is fire. Well, you cannot have smoke without fire, right? So smoke is dependent on fire. It's an aspect of fire. You can't start a smoke, <laughs> but you can start a fire. And there will be smoke. Hmm? So smoke is an aspect of fire. Fire is one thing only, but it has different aspects. You see? So with fire there's smoke. There's other thing also. With a fire there's sparks. Spark is a fire, and spark is not a fire. Hmm? Smoke is fire, but not a fire. Spark is a fire, not a fire. You, how? With a fire you can cook and heat. With a spark you cannot. Hmm? Spark is only fire, but spark is not a fire. Hmm? You understand? What else does fire have? Fire has heat and light. Fire has heat and light. Hmm? Heat and light are not fire, but you cannot have heat and light without fire. Hmm? Hmm? Fire is God. Smoke is Maya. Hmm? Maya Shakti. Hmm? Spark is Jeev Shakti. That us. Hmm? We could be in the smoke <laughs> or we could be in the fire. Hmm? You understand? What is heat and light? Hmm? Light means Gyan, luminosity, knowing. Hmm? So in Bhakti, in Bhagwan, smoke is the Maya Shakti. Spark is the Jeev Shakti. Heat and light, that we call bhakti, or swarup shakti, antaranga shakti. Smoke is bahiranga shakti. Jeev is tathasta shakti. Hmm? Bhakti is antaranga shakti. Antaranga shakti means it's making the lila go round. Hmm? Hmm? 
So it has heat and light. It means it is luminous. There's knowledge in bhakti. Hmm? And has heat. Heat means some feeling. Not just knowing, but feeling also. Hmm? Knowing is not enough. Let's say I come in the room. I'm in the dark. Problem. I cannot see. Turn on the light. Oh, I can see. Hmm? But there's nobody here. There's no feeling. Hmm? There's nobody to interact with. After a while, I'd rather go in the dark, see if I can find somebody. Hmm? Hmm. We have to <laughs> Knowing is not enough. Feeling is important. Too. Hmm? So, bhakti has light. It's wise. Hmm? And it has heat. It means it has feeling. Love. Hmm? So we have Bhagwan, and Bhagwan has shaktis, has maya shakti, jiva shakti, bhakti shakti. Hmm? These shaktis are not independent of Bhagwan. Hmm? But at the same time, so they're one with him, but different from him too. You understand? Dvaita dvaita, veda ved. This is the idea. Hmm? All right. Any question? A very patient audience. What is the time? Hmm? Quarter twelve. So children went hiking? Good. Good. Very good. Anyway, we can so many so many topics. It's very interesting. We can go on and on. If I come and visit you sometime we can have talks like this and you can come here. I look forward to it. I'm very happy to meet all of you. It's just been it, I cannot say how uh um happy I've become to make your acquaintance. Hmm? You are younger than me, most of you, all of you. Hmm? Almost like sons and daughters. Hmm? My Guru Maharaj, you know, he came to America in 1965 and many young children, young people joined him. He was 70 years old and boys who were 18, 19, girls 20 years old were joining him. Hmm? One time he said, he said, you know, my grandchildren are coming, but my children are not coming. <laughs> then I understood what he meant. That's a problem. <laughs> he had people who weren't mature. They didn't know how to think, you know. They did what he wanted, but they didn't know how to offer any good, you know. Guru Dave, we can help you like this. We can make this happen. We know how the world works, you know. You can <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> Something like that. So it's the great wealth to have persons a little educated, thoughtful, hmm, who have lived a good life, got education, had a good family, concerned about the family values and so forth, and to be interested in spiritual life as well. I mean, the grandchildren are all right, too. <laughs> <laughs> we like them. Yes, yes, yes. As we grow, we mature of our circumstances of our, or our past, it all has an impression on us. Mm -hmm. And you get concerned that unknowingly you don't want to hurt anybody, knowingly or unknowingly, you don't want to get into situations where you cannot serve appropriately. So you, you, are, you, talk, you tell yourself that, okay, God, I love you. I want to be with you. Uh, you gave me this human world, life. It's unfortunate for it. So I'm trying to live it. At the same note, 
you get concerned that rather than offending somebody, you're better off just being alone. Mm. Because you're worried, especially if you if you if you believe that when you say something, you have to follow it. Like you said, the moral rules, all those become an effort. It's like you're bound to it. Uh, but when you say something and you do something, you're concerned that hey, that's not right. That then you're using your words unwisely, or you know, if this is all is Leela, you are here. Things are going to just happen. Things are going to fall in place. So why? Why should you get carried away in anything? Isn't it just good to be just quiet at the back? You know, those kind of thoughts come. And you try to tell yourself, okay, no, read the Gita, you'll get the answers. And if you've been fortunate, you get to, you're exposed to a lot of wonderful sattvic gurus, then you get more confused. Because then it's like, okay, God, you're so kind to me. I am getting to meet so many gurus, but then... How do you how do you help your mind? So you do more namsmaran, you you do more namsmaran, you do more contemplation, you do more Gita. Is that the answer? You get one guru, that will be good. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, because of your upbringing, if you don't want to take a guru, yeah, yeah. then it it plays a bigger role and it's 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 an inhibition on you. Or what if guru wants to take you? Then what will you do? <laughs> Uh, they will come by affection. That will become come by affection. You may not want to come under rule, under law, hmm? but if by force of affection you come, that is another thing. And you see, if someone controls you physically, that will be a problem. If I lock you in a room, you'll let me out. Let me out. It'll be a problem. And then I could control someone. Let's say you control someone mentally. Hmm? Now it's not as a parent that you've controlled them, but the control may be more powerful also. Psychological manipulation, you may control someone's life, and someone says, you have to get away from him, he's terrible, and they drag you away, but you, you don't know it. So it's more subtle, but more powerful. Just like there's white-collar crime, blue-collar crime, and white-collar crime. Blue-collar crime means like this. White-collar means like this. <laughs> Take more money, <laughs> more insidious. Hmm? So we can control physically, we can control mentally. Problem. Hmm? Another way to control is by love, but that is not a problem, because if I control you by love, you know what will happen? You will control me, yes. by because you will love me. Hmm? Krishna controlled by love. Hmm? Krishna Bhakti controls Krishna. Hmm? <laughs> it's a fact. Brahman bows to bhakti. Hmm? So, so this is the way of bhakti. So, if you meet some good teacher of bhakti, then eventually, yeah, by affection, you may come under rule. But you don't feel like I'm coming under any rule. I'm feeling I'm doing this is good for me. Hmm? This is this is my own interest. Actually, you see, guru, many people imitate the idea of Guru. That is a problem. We talked about it a little last night. But actually, Guru is not a foreign imposition. Hmm? When we hear our Guru, we feel like this. I wanted to say that. Yes. Hmm? He's saying that. I feel like that. But he's saying it in a way I couldn't quite say it. Hmm? He's articulating. My, I, I'm feeling, yes, yes. That, 
because <laughs> because the guru is God is in your heart, and he comes outside as the guru hmm? and speaks in such a way that you feel yes that's what I'm feeling. I couldn't say it quite like that, but yes. So it's not an artificial imposition. It feels very natural. Hmm? Because it, it is the actual external manifestation of the Paramatma hmm? speaking through a Vaishnav, through a devotee who is using in that way. So it's a very much natural and loving, happy affair. Hmm? You know, you may be cautious not to marry also because so many men are, you know, bad or maybe we don't want to marry man doesn't want to marry because he doesn't want to be trapped you know hmm? <laughs> then he gets charmed <laughs> and, what, yeah, so he, <laughs> and then he becomes trained up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but you know you have long <laughs> spiritual background and your mother is always encouraging you to be spiritual and and so we have high ideal and so on. I'm only trying to help you. And so if I can help you, good. If I can't help you, then you tell me, you can't help me. Then I, you know, I say, you prove that to me. We have argument and we see. <laughs> so, but I think, you know, I think that uh, uh, addressing your question further, I think that, uh, that if you have knowledge, then it's, it's, you, you should try to share it. Hmm? Sometimes people will be disturbed if you speak up and say something. That's true, but but if you don't, there will never no chance to bring an end to a disturbance. Hmm? Hmm? So sometimes you have to speak up, but then people maybe they don't want to hear. They just want to go on with their own ignorance. But eventually, if you speak up, then you find yourself in the company of those who like that kind of thing, and and then you have a real valuable sangha for yourself. If you speak up. I mean, I don't know if I'm entirely addressing your question because it was a little vague, but broad. But but uh, you had some wisdom. You studied Shastra and so forth. So sometimes you speak up. Some people might not be happy, but then but other people will hear. They will like. Then you will have a sangha that will be conducive for you. Your question? No, I was just uh, you know, trying to fill in that her saying that not doing anything or ignoring, you know, being away from the situation or the people or whatever causes the anxiety, stress, whatever that is, that may not be an option according to the Gita as well, right? Because right. You mm -hmm. did mention that action is, so inaction is not a choice. Yeah, so yeah. It's like how you insulate yourself yeah. from kind of getting that negativity is the only option. You see, whatever exists will always exist. Whatever does not exist will never exist. So we need to get used to one another because nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> okay. Sri Krishna Bhagavan ki jai. Sri Radha Madhava ki jai. Old Premanandi. Hari Om.